When life throws you a curveball, how are you going to handle adversity? Welcome to the Fearless Mindset Podcast, where you're about to go on a journey as I interview security, business, and entertainment leaders on what it takes to stay fearless. I'm your host, Mark Ludlow, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, folks. This is Mark Ludlow, producer, director, uh, Terry Zarki. Did I pronounce that right, Terry? Perfectly. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. And Terry is comes from a long line of uh, directors. His father's a filmmaker. Uh, Muir Zarki was uh, that's your father, correct, Terry? Yes, may- Mayor. Yes, Zarki, and uh, he's been uh, he's an icon in Hollywood, and it, I guess it goes through the blood and the DNA down there with you, Terry. <laughs> I guess it <laughs> somehow I, I kind of you know attracted onto that. So yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I love I love everything about film and filmmaking and the behind the scenes, behind the camera. It's just a blast. Which do you prefer the most, Terry, in, in your career? You've been at it for a while. What do you enjoy the most in filmmaking? I really enjoy just, you know, the storytelling aspect and, and bringing a story to the screen that, you know, hopefully people can relate to. You know, whether it's shocking or whether it's funny, uh, it's just a real pleasure to bring something to the screen that people can walk away feeling something and taking away something with that. So that that's really the biggest kick I get out of it. And of course, just meeting a lot of incredible people along the way that ends up staying friends, you know, for life. So and the many other aspects, uh, it's just all around. It's just a real joy to be in this industry and, uh, and, but you got to keep yourself active. Things don't just come to you. You have to work at it and make things happen. What do you say, what would you say is the biggest impact your father's had on you and his career in the arts in film? What, what would you say would be the top two um, influences he's had in, in you? Well, I, I would say, you know, Sticking to his own uh, scripts, he loves, you know, Mayer never shot a film outside of his own script. And, you know, it's I would love to I I would love to work with anybody's script, to be honest with you. you I'm an all around (laughs) kind of a guy. But, you know, but what he what he taught me with that was something I put into Holy Hollywood, where at the time, you know, back in the late 90s, Jeff and I were like, let's make a movie together. <laughs> and so the only thing that I could have thought of that made sense was at that time was to make a movie about what we had in our possession, an extras casting agency, all these amazing, talented people and uh, these locations that we can take advantage of with our friends and everything. And so that that's one aspect. <laughs> the second aspect that my father, I guess, taught me and I took away yeah. is editing. You know, he always told me that every frame makes a difference. When you're cutting, sometimes you try to take away two frames from a certain cut and suddenly it just feels better. And so I always had that eye, you know, for editing. So I guess if that would, you know, answer the question, what two did I take away? What were, were that, those two items, mostly. Flatbed is the old style editing machines. And, wow. uh, you know, you had Moviola, you had Chem, you had Steenbeck. I worked on a Steenbeck. It's a German-made uh, editing machine. It was a six-plate. Two of the plates were utilized for picture, and the other two plates were for sound. So I was able to have two different sounds going on at the same time as my picture. 
And it's a very tedious process. You know, you're working with splicers and synchronizers and you're cutting the, the, the film strip and you're replacing it. I mean, it's a pain in the ass, to be honest with you. <laughs> you but I'm really thrilled that I come from that old school, you know, network where I understood, you know, how to use this equipment. And and back in the days, you know, not everybody was making movies. You really had to have some sort of technical experience to even get involved in any deep aspects of production. You had to know sound. You had to know camera, lighting. You had to know people. Uh, money was hard to come by. So it was a whole different game. And I really cherished that entire experience of just working with film like having my hands on film it was just very unique and something very like just beautiful about that right hmm. it's now tell us a story about what it was like back then because there's two casting agencies that are going at it with each other that's what the premise of the film's about right yeah, it, it really, it really, you know, there's a lot of loosely based real life items happening in Holy Hollywood. Um, but, you know, in all actuality, in our film, the fact that Holy Hollywood casting is, you know, in you know, sort of like in competition with another big agency called Big City Casting, that was kind of like implemented as part of the story. Because nothing in real life ever happened what happens in Holy Hollywood regarding the two agencies. <laughs> there was not any sort of deadly rivalry in that aspect. Um, but at the time when we did have rainbow casting, you know, Jeff and I and our other partner, Jerry, Jerry Conka, basically at the time, we were considered the second big wigs next to central casting. We somehow, the three of us put all this energy and we somehow just got a lot of work and everyone was either going to central casting or to rainbow casting. So in our movie, we created this casting agency called Big City Casting, run <laughs> by the womanizing kind of like <laughs> CD character, Dick Richards, who's played by Tony Tarantino. And so that's how we implemented the other agency was based on central casting, but really nothing at all in real life as to what happens in the film. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. I saw your clip, the trailer and all that. I'm like, Holy crap. That looks like the wild West. And <laughs> that's a funny way of putting it yeah <laughs> great job absolutely the were incredible and i was like whoa what is this <laughs> very entertaining folks a very entertaining movie you gotta see it uh, what's what's the website Jeff? the website is holyhollywoodthemovie.com there you go folks so Get it on your YouTube. Get it on your uh, Google. Google it. Watch it right now. Stop what you're doing and watch it right now. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Head yes. so, folks, these guys are very involved in Hollywood, as you can tell. Terry comes from his DNA. His father was a well-known producer, film writer, script writer. And Jeff is, you know, they all joined forces and they created an idea. And they take that idea and put it in film. That's filmmaking what's all about. And, uh, um, and Terry, you have a, a few film credits yourself as a director, right? You, yeah, well, I also recently, uh, in 2019, my documentary called Growing Up With I Spit on Your Grave 
got released by Ronan Flicks. And Ronan Flicks, they're a curator's website that they 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 also did a recent uh, upgrade to a 4K master with my father's I Spit on Your Grave, 1978, the original. Wow. So my, my films are with Ronan Flicks, and you could watch them on Tubi. My documentary is on Tubi, streaming for free with ads, just like Holy Hollywood is on Plex, free with ads. And uh, so, yeah, so, you know, I, I basically, I come from the whole spit background where, you know, my father's legacy is that he directed the 1978 I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, and I was actually the little boy in that movie. And <laughs> wow, yeah, so my my documentary actually starts out telling the story about how I was frightened to death that these crew members were coming around me, <laughs> telling me I'm going to be in the movie. And I was crying and I refused. And then somebody <laughs> offered me ten dollars. Someone wow. said, hey, your, your dad's going to give you ten bucks if you be in the film. And I agreed. And that was the start of my life with spit. And then my, you know, my film interest really started from that point, basically. That's where I started getting fascinated with filmmaking at that point. What type of people did you get to hang around back in those days? I mean, I mean I'm sure you got around some big iconic legends in the film industry back then as a little boy. Actually, really not, because, no? you know, my father was an independent filmmaker, so he was not part of the mainstream. And plus uh, the, the, the notoriety that the movie received at the time. I mean, Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel, when they saw the movie in 1980, they were so shocked and appalled that they literally picketed in front of the theaters. And they they basically had all the owners of the theaters pull the movie from the screen. Wow. So, you know, it wasn't like he was like hanging out with stars. No, Mayer was an independent or is an independent filmmaker. And so I never had that. You know, I did live in Beverly Hills, but I was on the south side of Beverly Hills in a beautiful apartment. So, you know, it wasn't right. like, you know, I was living this lavish life with all these stars. But, you know, I have to say, as time went on, as time went on, the movie, the original I Spit in the Grave, became more and more popular and suddenly it's become a franchise we have six movies in the franchise right now including my documentary and uh and you know they're hard movies to watch but that's you know that's that's what it is it's a it's a rape and revenge film and it's supposed to be ugly it's not supposed to be pretty you know it's an ugly subject and uh the revenge is uglier actually <laughs> so and that's the art of storytelling because sometimes it's not always pretty. Exactly, right. exactly. And you and you and Jeff, you guys worked together way back in the day, too, right? We did. We both worked with a, a lady named Sally Pearl. Sally Pearl was the queen of extras casting back in the days, and. Uh, I had the luxury of working with her for her last two years until she retired. And when I started working for her, I realized Jeff was working for her on the sets. Jeff would be like checking in all the extras and he was the set coordinator and he loved being on the outside. And my, you know, my heart was in the inside. And when Sally retired, that's when I, you know, got, you know, spoke with Jeff and said, Hey, let's open up our own agency. We can do this together. And all that is in the beginning of our film with the characters of Tyler, who's supposed to be me, Terry, and the character Jeff, I mean, Jack, who's supposed to be Jeff. And then Olivia <laughs> Montgomery is playing the character of Sally Pearl in, in real life. So 
Yeah, it, that's yeah. that's where Holy Hollywood is loosely based on our lives with a lot of, you know, uh, different angles in there to, to make it a story that works on the screen. And for hey, all of those, go ahead, Derek. Yeah, for all go of those, ahead, I sp- for all of the I spit in the grave fans, Camille Keaton has got a cameo in this as well. Wow! That you'll get a real kick out of, and cool. and she looks great. She looks absolutely oh. fantastic yeah. in, in this yeah. film. Hey, folks! It's Mark Ludlow, and with the Fearless Mindset Podcast today, we have Terry Zakari, and uh, these guys are producers and directors in the filming industry in Los Angeles. And their up and coming rising stars, and you'll probably see many more movies out of their vault coming out shortly. But we're talking about Holy Hollywood release this week that they both put their heads together and made and created, and uh, they'll have credits on that. And uh, Terry comes from a DNA of filmmaking from his father and the uh, franchise of I Stand on Your Grave. And uh, I'm sure that's going to keep on growing as we speak. And uh, folks, you, you want to know who these people are in Hollywood because they can. They could probably get you broken in into the entertainment business as an actress, actor, or just uh, a background person. So I want to put that plug in. And uh, this is a great conversation about what it takes to survive in Hollywood. It's insane what it takes to survive in Hollywood. It is. I agree. It is. You got to keep your head above the water and keep paddling. And then you'll reach the shore and there'll be a party waiting for you. A party waiting for you. (laughs) Yeah, because I just I'm thinking of all the bartenders and the waitresses of all the restaurants opening back up, just trying to pay the bills, pay the rent for that next audition, that next audition, 100 auditions to get one booking, maybe get a call back if you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know rejections. uh, Yeah, I'm saying rejections are all a stepping stone to an exception somewhere. I mean, you know, every time. Time you get rejected for something, just take that as an experience and, and and treasure it. Because I assure you that anybody with success didn't get there on their first, you know, trip. Uh, so it's all stepping stones, and you know, just keep with it. No matter what you do, no matter what field you're in, no matter what position you want to do, just go with it and ne- never give up. I think the key in success in Hollywood is all about your network, who knows you. Definitely and takes probably a lifetime of building that. Like it's taken me 15 years in the executive protection bodyguard world where the industry I'm in, it's taken me 15 years to get to the point that I'm at. And it's a, it's a 20 year career. It's a, it's a, it's a marathon. And yes. I, I think people want that quick hit of, well, if I become a social media influencer, maybe Netflix or Apple or Amazon will pick me up because I'm an influencer and maybe I can bypass paying my, my dues and, you know, doing the, the auditions and stuff, but truly the, the real big names in Hollywood, you got to go through the process, right? Audition. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's like an overnight success, but that overnight took 15 years, you know, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I know so, there's probably a lot of people that want to take shortcuts. You know, Instagram is creating a major influencers right now. As you both know, you got Twitter and you got all these platforms where all people say, well, if I can make shortcuts like Jake Paul, and thriller and uh, become an overnight sensation with a million subscribers and followers in order to get these principal roles in LA, you got to be a member of SAG after you got to be get your half heartly. You got to get your vouchers and you got to get your steps in there and you have to audition and attend your acting class with whatever actor director you're taking that class from 
so people know who you are. And it's, 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 I think people want shortcuts nowadays. They think they can take shortcuts to have success in our culture right now. And I think it, I think it's strictly a lot of hard work still to this day. It is. I mean, today, nowadays, fame has a whole different meaning now than it did 20 or 30 years ago and prior. You can become famous now for being a prankster, making <laughs> videos. You can be famous for cooking. You can be famous for being an animal handler, owning a pawn shop. I mean, look at reality TV, you know. So right. fame takes on a different meaning. And, you know, you can be famous in your own right just by having a half a million followers and subscribers. So fame is a whole different ballgame with today's technology. But when it comes to the film industry, it, I still believe that, it, you know, anyone who has knowledge of film's past will be a better actor, director, et cetera, producer in today's world. So I believe, you know, like Jeff said, you know, knowing your, you know, knowing like what, what was about earlier, you know, the earlier days of everything, you know, learn all that, soak it up and then take that into today's world and it'll just make you better. Well said. Well, here's a thought that comes to my mind. Uh, what does the future of entertainment look like to you two? I mean, you guys been in it for a while. You know where it's headed. Uh, what, what, what does it look like? What do you all see? over the place. It's all over the place. Everybody can be a star. Just kind of like I just said, like everybody can become a star. You can have your own channel on YouTube and start with zero subscribers and then suddenly have like thousands and thousands, if not even millions, you know? So now, nowadays, I think you can literally create your own stardom and that opens up the doors for many people that would never have had opportunities prior. So today's market, it's such a big open door with many doors that it's, it's you know, the star, the sky is the limit, basically. The sky's the limit, truly. And also educate yourself on the business side of things, no matter what you do. Like, you know, with filmmaking, there's creative, but then when your film's done, it's all business. You have to market and sell it and get it distributed. So you really got to understand business side of anything you get involved with because, you know, it's not just about creativity anymore. Now people control their IPs and their content and their products. So to really know the business side of things, it's, it'll give you that much more of an edge. Because most of these, you know, the artists, actors, that they're using with their left brain. That's where the creative side comes from. Yeah. And I don't know what side of the brain the business side comes from. Would that be right brain? <laughs> I never <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> so that's why you have central casting. You know, they have a huge backing for them to cast everybody they cast. What do you guys think of the future of independence? Is that going to keep on? You have to have some money backing. Because most of the problem with independence are smaller. They don't have a big budget. That's why it's so hard to survive. Because you got the Amazon, Apple's, and all these other studios that exist. So I, I know a lot of these kids getting out of film school. You know that's where they thrive. Independence. You know? Yeah, yeah, Master chops. yeah. Yeah, the future of independent filmmaking. You know, we audiences need to support independent films. And a lot of independent films find their way on sites like Tubi and Plex, where it's shared advertising, where as an audience member, you're not shelling out 
your credit card paying a buck ninety nine or three ninety nine to watch a movie. You're watching it for free, but you'll be interrupted with advertisements every maybe ten or fifteen minutes. Not so terrible, you know. They're kind of quick and they move fast, but it's helping everyone. Where the viewer's not paying, the independent filmmaker is getting a share of the advertisements that are being watched. It's a win win for everybody. So if more people were to watch streaming platforms like Plex or Tubi and watch independent films, then we'll be able to make more money so we can bring you more independent films. That's really how it works. Um, you know, the, yesterday's uh, distribution deals, you know, are really terrible. And even today, like distributors really try to eat you up alive and they'll take your movie and they'll take it in perpetuity. They'll own the rights and they'll exploit it. They'll do whatever they want with it. Sometimes they won't even release it for a couple of years after you've signed the contract. So, you know, with today's uh, fingertips uh, distribution at your fingertips, basically, I, I encourage a lot of independent filmmakers to take the movie upon yourself, get it out on streaming. If you're lucky enough to get a good offer from somebody, you know, that can pay off your budget, take it. But where does independent filmmaking lie in the future? It depends on the out filmmakers watching their movies greatly it really will depend a lot on that as well because money's not easy to come by either let's face it and most of these people that back these movies like you know they could you know they go out to like an arnold schwarzenegger for backing or jeff you you know backed a lot of different projects yourself i mean your own finances and your own backing to put up front the money to put these things you know live in distribution that's not cheap you're talking thousands of dollars Compared to millions that their majors exactly. are doing. Yeah. Right. Well, folks, uh, we were talking with uh, Terry, and they're the producer and director of Holy Hollywood being launched this week. I think it started a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago. And they, Terry and Jeff, worked together in a casting agency years ago. And because of that, that launched their story in Holy Hollywood. And Jeff is portrayed in the characterization in that movie, as well as Terry. So please check out the movie. And you'll understand what it's like to run a casting <laughs> casting agency <laughs> in California. How crazy and madness it does get. It's good. It's a lot of humor. I've seen it. It's a lot of humor, a lot of satire. But yeah, Mickey Mickey Rooney in there, and uh, many other star actors. Uh, what was their names again, Jeff? Uh, we have uh, Tony Tarantino, who's Quentin's uh, father. Uh, Sal Pacino, who's Al Pacino's father. Uh, Amy Linker, who was a uh, uh, co-star to Sarah Jessica Parker on uh, Square Pegs. We have um, also uh, uh, Francis Ruiz, who uh, is in the, uh, he's the drummer for the band Buck Cherry. We also have Gil Espinosa. Um, we have uh, Camille Keaton is in it. And we have music by Hal Sparks. And what else, Terry? Uh, and, and Grandpa is Mickey Rooney. That's right. Oh, beautiful. Mickey and Ray, one of my favorites. And, and Jeff. And Jeff has a quick little cameo in the movie as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't get a trailer. I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, you did not. Nobody did. <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> Nobody did. Nobody did. No. <laughs> but we no. did have meals. We had meals and we did have oh, air yeah. conditioning. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey Terry, yes. where can people find you? I IMD, right? Yeah, you can well you can if you want to follow me on Twitter, I have it's under Zarki Terry, Z-A-R-C-H-I, first name Terry. And then uh Instagram is Terry Zarki. 
Um, you know, I have a Facebook page with I Spit on Your Grave movies. You can always see what's going on with I Spit on Your Grave over there. And, and Holy Hollywood has, you know, many accounts. You know, we've got the TikTok account. We've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So, you know, on YouTube, by the way, on Holy Hollywood, the movie YouTube channel, we have a, a lot of beautiful little videos that shows you behind the scenes and then a little clip of the film. And they're really quick to watch. They're like 20 seconds to a minute of the piece. And you can, you can go through them rather quickly and you can learn a lot about Holy Hollywood. Uh, but yeah, that's basically the way to follow me and all the films. So folks, if you just heard that, follow Terry, support him. And also subscribe to my YouTube channel by hitting that like button and make a comment on this video on YouTube. That's very important for algorithms. And follow me on iHeartRadio, Mark Ludlow. Just type in my name. It's the easiest way to find me. This is the Fearless Mindset Podcast Show. I'm also on uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and many others. I can't remember. But my producer's down in Southern California, so I'd have to ask him. But I'd have to text him. It'd be a delay. But thanks for listening, folks. We've had Thank Terry. you, Mark. Hey, you're welcome, Terry. Thanks for coming Such on. a pleasure. Really a pleasure talking with you and being here. And I appreciate the invite. Yeah, of course. Don't go anywhere, Terry. We'll have a little chat after the episode. Thank over. you. And, yeah, thank uh, you, Mark. Of course, you guys are very welcome. And folks, please subscribe to Jeff's um, YouTube channel and Terry's YouTube channel. You guys have YouTube channels yet? Yes, uh, the YouTube channel for Holy Hollywood is Holy Hollywood the movie, and the YouTube channel for I Spit on Your Grave, which has got some cool videos on there, is I Spit on Your Grave movies. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, folks, please support them, support the show, support the podcast. And uh, we got some exciting stuff coming out. We'll have a trailer on this when we launch this on my Twitter account, my Instagram account, Fearless Mindset on uh, Instagram with uh, Frank Mir and many, many other uh, iconic legends, celebrities, and stuff like that. So, thanks for tuning in, folks. We've had a blast talking with Terry and Jeff about the release of Holy Hollywood. So, stay tuned for more information on that. And this show is sponsored by Ludlow Security Group.